Welcome to episode 155 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That's kind of on Kickstarter? Kind of? Not really? Okay. <laughs> <I was laughs> Maybe waiting one for, of us? I was waiting for you to further elaborate on that, but you did not, so. I will in a second, Steve. Okay, speaking how of. Are you, how am, are you recovering? I am Steve Kilowaggy Campbell. With me as always, Scott Prime. Howdy. I'm just going to keep talking over Steve. Recovering from what? Chaos Cup that we just got back from? Yes. Pretty well. Yourself? Did you get the Concrud? No, I got the... I haven't slept well in five days, so I'm going to be super tired for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes, I uh, I know that <laughs> feeling. And uh, going through all that stuff, then I came back, and then on Friday I got into Jennifer's car... And ripped my back apart, so like I can hardly move now. And oh, well, that's it's amazing being old. Okay, well, um, we'll have to get into more of that next time. This is actually going to be just a short episode dealing with something kind of blood bowl, kind of not blood bowl. You want to go into specifics? Yeah. So first off, I'd like to bring in my buddy Robert Henry. We used to play. He's one of the one of the three. If you've heard the story, we bought a second edition Blood Bowl. We thought you had to play with all 40 teams listed in the book. He was one of three guys where we divided it up and everybody got 13 teams each. And then we toggled that 40th team. And Robert helped actually make the schedule. And we did stats. And Robert's actually the first person who drew the first cover to Blood Bowl Illustrated number one. So, Robert... Tell everybody hi. Hello. How are you guys doing out there in Blood Bowl land? <laughs> Robert's been on the podcast before, I believe. Yeah. Correct? Yes. Yeah. We did a special episode where we kind of got to talk about, you know, just uh, we kind of reminisced, basically. And I brought in a bunch of artwork and we just went over that stuff. And and it's a, it was a lot of fun. It's good stuff. So what Steve is telling you and what I'm telling you because of the Kickstarter uh, comment at earlier. Uh, Robert has a, a project that's dear to him. It's called Bad Candy. Uh, issue number four is on Kickstarter right now as we speak. And before I let Robert do his whole spiel on everything there, um, number four is out. And the reason it's kind of kind of podcast related, uh, Robert's gave me the honor to do uh, one of his alternate covers for issue four. And I hear it all the time. I don't know if people are serious, but people go like, oh, I'd buy some of your art. I love your art. If only you did more art. Well, here's the time. <laughs> you can now own some of my art by buying this cover if you want my cover or somebody else's cover. Um, but we'll talk about that here in a second. What I want Robert to do is just kind of give um, the overall synopsis of the uh, one through four and who's penciling it for you who's writing it, et cetera, et cetera. And before we get into that, just so you know, you can check our links on the website to find the Kickstarter. We'll have it on the Facebook post, so you shouldn't be have any problems finding it. Okay, hello. Um, so we went through, uh, so basically Bad Candy is a love letter to 80s horror cinema. Um, it was uh, written and created by me based off of an illustration that I did for Inktober many years ago. And then um, it just kind of, I was working on another project with a buddy of mine named Joe Evans. And we just kind of, just kind of snowballed and Bad Candy kind of became, uh, he just kind of stepped in and there it was. 
Um, so Joe and I worked on the first three issues, and unfortunately, Joe passed away. He had several health issues over the last couple of years, and um, so he was only able to do the first three issues. So it's been a little while since we um, uh, had the fourth issue. Well, uh, as luck would have it, um, I was fortunate enough to have Tim Vigil of Faust fame, Grips fame, uh, horror icon, illustrator, uh, he has stepped up to do the uh, 28 pages of sequential art, which is pretty rare for Tim, and I'm pretty excited to have him aboard, and I'm getting to ink that work, which is really, really uh, an honor as well. And uh, so we've put this up. Uh, the gist of the story, for those who would like to know that, is uh, we Bad Candy is sort of a minor deity kind of urban legend sort of thing, and what it does is it is it is it resides on a on a land. Uh, and it is, uh, if you do what you're supposed to do, you are blessed with, um, uh, your crops almost grow themselves. You have, uh, just good luck in general. He just gives you, he just helps out your life in many ways. Um, and, but if you, and what you have to do is give an offering every day in the month of October, and it could be something as simple as just a piece of candy. It's a very simple offering, but you have to do it. If you don't do it, Bad candy comes to life and offering becomes sacrifice. So from there, uh, we, the story takes place in the early 80s. And the family that lives there on the land, they do what they're supposed to do. But uh, some bank robbers who are on the run out in the country trying to escape the law uh, take over these people's house. And they don't let them give the offering. And so bad candy awakens and it becomes a... Uh, um, everybody's fair game when bad candy awakens. Good, bad, uh, bad candy is kind of patterned after an old god that if you do what you're supposed to do, blessings galore. But if you don't, uh, retribution's pretty steep and it doesn't matter who you are, everybody's fair game. So there's kind of worth the, the gist of the story. And um, the Kickstarter's live and we have about uh, two and a half, three weeks left on it. Uh, December 1st is when it's going to end. Um, and, uh, there'll be seven covers, uh, one by me, uh, one by Joe Evans, a commemorative cover off of one of the last illustrations he did before he passed away. There'll be a Tim Vigil cover. There'll be one by Dirk Hooper, one by Sean Wilson, and then our, uh, both down here, Scott Delsing or Scott Prime Delsing will be doing, uh, his cover. Rob, you just told everybody my <laughs> real last name. It's been broken. <laughs> the seal has been broken. So <laughs> a lot of people I'll sit down and they go like, oh, I thought I was playing some other Scott. And I was like, no, that's really my last name. Sorry about that. Yeah. And so, I'm sure he gets many, plenty of misspellings as this often common when we were growing up uh, and mis and misstatements on how to pronounce it. I believe that is um, why he chose prime. It's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so much easier. I mean, going to track meets as a kid is like, what's your last name? Scott. No, your last name. It's Scott. I'm not going to win. So let's <laughs> let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> um, to kind of go over, you know, Robert had his artist pass away, which was unfortunate. Um, so, but Robert has known Tim Vigil. And I really want to emphasize this because if you were kind of our age, there was a comic called Faust by Rebel Studios. And then even before that, was it North Star Publishing? North Star. Um, there was like comics like Omen, uh I don't know if Captain EO fell into that, but there was Grips. Uh, what's some of the other ones that he did? Um, he also did EO was the thing. Okay, and then, EO, yeah. not Captain EO. Not, not Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, those. The Captain totally EO. Different. Okay. 
Yeah, and then he also did uh, Zero Tolerance for First. Um, and Gothic Nights is a big thing that he published on his own as well. So, and there's been, and he did, did a run on Badger for a short amount of time. And oh, that's right. I, I forgot about that. But Badger's the Tim, one I remember the most. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I remember that when we were in like junior high, I had to get my dad to go buy us Faust number two from the, the comic store because they wouldn't sell it to us because we were too young. And shockingly, he went in there and bought it. And then I remember going home and he looked at it before coming <laughs> coming in to give it to me. And I was like, well, my dad just saw some lady give a, a dude a BJ and <laughs> all sorts of other crazy violence. Because if you know Tim Vigil, he's, I don't know the best way to describe it to me. It's just hyper violent and super sexualized, but it's like, which is perfect when it comes to a 1980s inspired horror comic, because sure. and, that's what and you some want. Of his you line, want sex, you want violence. Work, <laughs> right. And some of his line work from Faust reminds me of that stuff by the Frankenstein stuff like that. Wrightson did. I mean, I know it's not quite Wrightson, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and of course, for that, that it's uh, the first issue of Bad Candy was actually um, uh, dedicated to uh, Bernie Wrightson uh, because when he passed away, for whatever reason, uh, I'm not somebody who was big into hero worship, but uh, that one affected me for some reason, and uh, and it was and so in particular because the way that it happened, it happened so fast. It's like, oh, it's December, and and he's going to retire because his, the brain cancer is too bad, and then then by like spring he was dead, you know. And it just made me think that I need to get off my butt and be creative and do the stuff I want to do if I want to do stuff, you know. So it yeah. inspired me to really jumpstart and get back into comics pretty heavily after being a photographer for many years. Yeah, we were literally and, talking about Steve Irwin the last time we recorded. And I was I went to go, you know, I was like, I've got money coming in. I'll message him in like a week or so to try to finish up getting some of those checkmate pages I wanted. And then Scott sends me an article like, Steve Irwin, dead of a heart attack at 56 on Sunday when we recorded. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so you never know when you know people's time go. It's um, for sure. And if, if you're listening, I'm going to ask Robert a few Blood Bowl questions, but we're not going to talk a lot of Blood Bowl. This is just a really short episode to kind of promote this. And um, I thought I'd help Robert out because – you know, the Blood Bowl community is pretty supportive of other Blood Bowl people. Like in Florida, if you haven't heard the news, and we'll talk about it more when we on the next episode when we wrap up Chaos Cup and our experiences, we raised $6,000 yeah. <laughs> as a community. That is, that is so amazing. And so here I am. If you have the money, and I know holidays are coming up, and I don't want you to not pay your bills but man if you got some little bit of extra cash there's some digital downloads if you wanted to read issues one through three and just get number four and i don't even i'm not even saying buy my cover there's some really good covers uh talus did a cover um i don't know if robert mentioned that one I know, but i missed that one yeah Sorry. that's all right that's a great cover um the vigil cover is great so and maybe this can just, you know kickstart the idea of scott and i doing a fantasy football comic for fun <laughs> Like I've mentioned, but you know. to Steve, this might be the only chance to buy some of my art. No. I'm just saying. Uh, by the time this comes out, Robert should have the Kickstarter updated so you can see my art. And I'm also going to uh, pop it on uh, the Facebook page for both down and over on my uh, personal page, just so people can see it 
Um, we have a colorist that's going to color it itself. It's just in the black and white format now. And yes, I am behind because of all the Chaos Cup chaos before and after. I, I did this as soon as uh, I got back from Chaos Cup and worked on this for two days. So um, it was uh, pretty tedious, but I think the end result's pretty nice. I mean, as an artist, you're never satisfied. I mean, we have some fantastic artists doing these covers, and it was pretty intimidating seeing all their artwork first and then have to go back and, and draw mine. But I, I do think I offered something a little bit different. Um, actually, every cover, I think, is uniquely different. So for people who like to collect covers and stuff, you have a, a lot of choices here. So um, anyways, Blood Bowl people, lend us your dollars. <laughs> we really could we could really use a bump, to be honest with you, for to get this project through. We're about one-third away through the project with a couple weeks left. Um Robert, you got more to talk on this? Uh, yeah, just a few little odds and ends. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we're going to be, you know, it runs till December 1st will be when it goes. So we've still got a fair amount of time and we're about a third of the way through and we're about a third of the way to our goal. So we're obviously hoping that, you know, we'll get some more bumps. Uh, speaking of Steve Irwin, actually, um, uh, I will actually be in uh, Dallas at what was supposed to be, Steve was supposed to be down there at Dallas Comic Show uh, on the 18th and 19th. And unfortunately, he will he, he will not be there, obviously. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll be doing Dallas Comic Show for the first time in uh, several years because of just lining up and scheduling and after COVID. But before COVID, we were kind of regular mainstays down there. And so... So I'm looking forward to uh, getting back down there and doing that show as well and promoting there as well. And hopefully uh, people can, if you're in the Dallas Metro, uh, come on out to that show. It's up in Louisville uh, and there'll be information of it on the Facebook page, which is Bad Candy Comic. Uh, you feel free to check out anything there. Uh, our YouTube channel, Bad Candy Comic as well. And also uh, the uh, Twitter, or not Twitter, yes, Twitter. <laughs> and, and um and uh instagram as well that's where a lot of the artwork gets shown uh you'll be able to see things we're rolling out the covers bit by bit so everybody kind of gets to see it so there's constantly something flowing so hopefully uh please check it out and like i said give us some support if you if you can uh and support can come in many ways it can just be you talking about the project with your friends it can be you sharing any posts that we do and it can be you supporting with your dollars but and just just give us some support if it's something that you like and something that you think is interesting. Uh, like I said, it's a it's 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 been fun and it's nice to get to this point where we're about to wrap up this first story arc. Hopefully, there'll be many other stories to tell, but um, I'm definitely excited to finally get to this point. It's been a long time coming, and I'm grateful that I'm able to help promote it here on both down. And for anybody wondering. Yes, there is a package where you can buy the physical copies because I am not a digital download comic person. So I, too, if I see something, I want to go get those back issues. So that there is a uh, there is a pledge tier or whatever where you can get the issues one through three and then you can get an issue four as well. So it's all there. But let's take a break. Too bad, too bad we didn't do Nuffleween. We could have done a Bad Candy inspired one. Oh, I know. Have him jump in and attack people. I know, but you never wanted to. You told me you hated Robert. So you, you gonna you gonna run it one week after Chaos Cup by yourself? Is that what you want to do? I'm running the random bowl. I know. Two weeks after Chaos Cup. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of Blood Bowl, Robert, give us your top two favorite races. Now I know you don't play a lot currently. You did play back. Uh, 
fifth edition. I would say you played a couple seasons with us in our home league, and you played a lot back in second edition. Just going by memories, mm-hmm. what are your two favorite races? Well, I think the funny thing about it is if you want to do well, uh, I think Chaos Dwarf is a lot of fun because you're able to, because even if you're not really a great Blood Bowl player, just the, the the race allows you to be competitive so you don't get steamrolled every time, you know, and so I really enjoy playing with them. And and then also um, Skaven. They're so much fun. They're the quick hitters and everything's kind of predicated on speed. Uh, but if it starts to go south, it goes south in a hurry there. So, um, but yeah, those are probably my fav- two favorites. Obviously, back in the day, I used to love playing with halflings because they were so much fun to kind of play with. And then, yeah, Bad Candy could be could have been a treatment. You know, that would have been a, a very good thing to, to do. Well, so. That would be an interesting take, like a horror-themed halfling team. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. It's funny that you mentioned Skaven because Skaven won the Big Sevens tournament. Skaven won Chaos Cup last year. Skaven won Chaos Cup this year. So, wow. Well, I'm impressed. That's because uh, they were so much fun to play the last time I played in a league. But like I said, you know, they, they were out in the first round of the playoffs. But my uh, <laughs> my Chaos Dwarf team made it to the second round before finally losing. But uh, but Scaven's yeah. Chaos. <laughs> uh, Skaven are so much fun to play, and uh, and you know, and then they're also fun because you can come up with so many cool rat names that are mimics off of other real NFL players at the time and things like that. So it's a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, there's a high portion of them that played at World Cup too, and Chaos Dwarves is one of the few remaining teams that has not been remade, and everyone's clamoring for it. Even though most likely Tomb Kings is next, and then who knows. Well, I think we'll see some changes to the Tomb King roster and the uh, Chaos Dwarf roster if they ever do get released. Oh, for sure, yeah. No doubt. All right, Robert. I'm going to go by memory here, (laughs) and I'm going to put some context into this. So back when we played our second edition, Lee, we had the star player book, and everybody got star players that came with their teams. But, we, of course, they're totally different than they are now because so many of them died so early, or they weren't that good compared to – the rules we were playing with at the time, which was let's give everybody skills because <laughs> we every every about three weeks in our season rules change because a new white dwarf would come out or something else would change um, from your memories of star players. Top two star players that you thought were fun to play with. Well, um, I always enjoyed Griff Oberwald, obviously. From, oh God, from, yeah. Robert, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah, one of those guys. Well, you know, it was it was fun. It was it was really really great. Now, are you talking about ones we made up or ones no, that are just... yeah, just the other ones there? And then um, let's see here. Uh, there was a what was his name? There was the. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He was a, he was a, he was a goblin. Uh, oh, um, fungus the loon. That's that's not who I thought you. I thought you were going to yeah. say split tendon cutter. But. Yeah, split tendon cutter was really great for the for the thing. But then, uh, the loon was he, was he the one that had the chainsaw? The chainsaw goblin. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think that was him. So, but he was he was kind of fun to play with. And then of course you had the, um, you know, obviously it's fun to play with Morgan Throg and Zug just because they beat they pummeled people to, to pieces. That was always fun. So yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned Griff because current meta has Griff just dominating tournaments really oh he's dominating more now than ever in the history of blood bowl i mean like for the price and everything and they don't want to change anything because they want people to buy a griff model and play with it yeah they gw has definitely taken the route of 
star players need to be better than ever because they come out through Forge World, so we want people to buy them and we make more money, which is fine but annoying. All right, Robert. The best two star players that we as a collective from our childhood <laughs> memories have created and why. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the one that was probably the craziest as we, as, as we, as we played at Everbold Unicorns versus the Orkland Raiders when week one. And I made up a guy called Sears Mayfeather. Uh, and he was a human because we thought we thought Everbold were humans uh, on that team. And uh, he became one of our more dominant uh, guys that we created. Uh, and he was he was a really fun character to play with. And then he um, came to the home league and then yeah. he got traded and then he <laughs> became a, the first mega star player in the home league. And he was just yeah. a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> I hate that. It all started with me just doing a sketch of these guys. There was an, there was an, there was an orc laying in the mud, and he's jumping up and catching a pass in the end zone. Do you still have any of those so, sketches? Uh, I think yeah, I think I gave some to Scott as a, as a thing, and he was supposed to scan them, I think, and and post them up at some point. But I don't think that ever happened. I think they're in my Blood Bowl folder. That's you know with my game shelf. So we need to find them. I probably should really go through those and see if they're in there. And then uh, the other ones are, you know, like I said, it's kind of, I, I did, I was one that was hilarious and this is just kind of stupid, but it was, uh, it was, it was, he initially was not a star player, but he was a goblin and I was playing one of our friends and he hated goblins. So I made up this one called Rubble Crunch and he was a, um, I would say that he had his own cereal and that the fans would throw the cereal <laughs> on the field whenever he made a big play. And then uh, our friend tried like hell and tried like crazy to try to, to, to injure him and he couldn't injure him the whole game. So the, the legend of rubble crunch grew. And then when I could create a star player, I made, I made him a star player. And as luck would have it, when Pete Nifton came to the Oklahoma tournament, uh, he found rubble crunch to be pretty fascinating. And he actually drew rubble crunch. Yeah, when Pete did my Blood Bowl blank cover, you know, that's who Rubble Crunch is on my Blood Bowl blank cover. So it's pretty awesome. So good stuff. We need to get him back out. That was amazing having him out here. I would love to have Pete out and just hang out with him and talk. And So, Robert, how much did that blow your mind hours? that Pete Nifton came out to Oklahoma? It was pretty insane. I mean, because it's one of those things where as you get old, as when you're younger, like if you could go back in time and tell yourself, hey, yeah, this this, this amazing artist that you guys are just totally fawning over. And, and in many ways, Tim Vigil's the same way. I mean, I was picking up that stuff. If somebody had gone back and told me, hey, not only are you going to get to know these people, uh, they're going to draw, do drawings based off of things that you've written or created. I would have just, it would have been too much for teenage me to take in it was it's just insane and for those things to happen and to be able to actually sit down and to talk with pete about artwork or talk with tim about artwork and just be an artist talking to an artist is just fascinating and wonderful and pete's such a such a wonderful um just a british guy <laughs> it's kind of hard to he just he just say he, he's he, gruff he, and grumpy but he is lovable yeah. in his way yeah, and and he's and he's he's very he's very very much self uh, self effacing. He's just he's not he's he's he has a good time and he's but he but he's always you know um, like it, it's weird sometimes you want to you know just be like hey you are an amazing artist you have inspired so many people and he's just like oh, well you know it's, it's, yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> I tell him that all the all the time that like for I still still think 
it is Jarvis's game, Jarvis Johnson's game. Yeah. But without Pete Nifton and some of those other early artists, but most of that artwork was Pete Nifton's. Like he created the visual world that we know and love and continue to fall in love with. And anytime you use that stuff in any like promotional materials and stuff, people just love it. So yes. And it's funny, you know, the same thing with Tim Vigil. I remember going to cons when we were young and Robert would be like up Tim Vigil's butt, so to speak, <laughs> all the time, not leaving the table and watching him draw and just being there. And we're like, come on, let's go get some comics. And he's like, I'm going to hang out here. And I'm like, you're probably bothering this guy. And then years later, you know, your buddies, you're going to conventions together. You're hanging out at the same table. You're staying in the same room. And then when your artist dies, he steps in and asks, like, would you like me to draw your comic? And I just can't imagine that. And it's the same feeling that probably I got when Pete drew those uh, those artworks that we did, you know, signed and numbered prints with. It's just, like, incredible to be in, the, like, yeah, like you said, when you were a kid, you would have just blown your mind if you would have said, like, hey, when you're in your mid-40s, <laughs> all these cool things are going to happen. And you're like, bull crap. But anyways... Yeah, it's just it's just fascinating, and it's it's just funny to show you too, where you just never know where life's going to lead you, and um, and I'm grateful for that uh, those experiences, and it's been really cool, and hopefully get get a bunch more cool experiences. Like I said, I would love for Pete to come back over, and uh, I'd love for him to do a bad candy. I mean, how awesome would that be? But uh, so you know, it's it's but it's been great, but it's been a lot a lot of fun, and it's great to be able to meet these wonderful artists and be able to actually have first hand hand experiences with these people. So for us to get to that that area, we need some help. So if if you can, if you've said you I want to own the piece of Scott Prime artwork, but I don't want to, you know, I can't afford to get an eighty dollar picture or whatever, you can get one for I think it's like fifteen bucks or something like that. So get over to Kickstarter, go to Kickstarter.com, look it up. Bad candy number four or just bad candy will probably work. There's a lot of different tiers if you want to catch up. If you're a digital download guy, that's fine too. Uh, plenty of tears. We really need your support. Spread it out. You claim you want some artwork from Scott Prime. You got some because I don't draw often because I'm like, <laughs> I used to tease Pete for like <laughs> not wanting to draw something because he feels like he can't start the piece. And I'm in that same boat. Like I, I got the yips or something like in baseball. But here we are. I did do a piece. There's other fantastic art out there. So Please get out there and support us. Let's show, um, let's show Robert how the Blood Bowl community can really like uh, come together and uh, pop this project for everybody. And um, you know, maybe there'll be some more bad candy and maybe even some more Tim Vigil stuff out there. And uh, anything else you want to say, Rob? Uh, basically just uh, again thank you guys for listening to the show thank you guys for considering uh like i said i'm, I'm hopeful that we can make things happen uh i i've enjoyed the blood bowl a couple of years ago i went up to chaos cup and i actually sketched it uh, the one in chicago for did a couple of commissions for some people and you know it's always fun it's such a great community it's such so much fun i wish i had more time to play it these days but that's you know when you start doing work and creating the comics and doing all those things and going to shows um 
it's amazing how much your time disappears, you know, um, and it's just a matter of you only have so much time and hours in the day. And it's where you put your resources. So uh, but it's it's uh, it's grateful. I do hope that you guys will find something here. Uh, and when I say it's patterned after an 80s horror film, very much kind of picture stuff like Evil Dead. Um, Friday the 13th, you know, these type of things are uh, were very, you know, things that I loved growing up. And so we pour a lot of that into there and I hope that you guys will enjoy it and uh, we'll, we'll support it. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised Robert by the amount of uh, <laughs> the blood bowl community and what they're able to do. And uh, I think you'll see a nice bump from this, but you know, who knows? I could be wrong, but either way, I think that's going to wrap us up, Steve, unless you have a lot more to talk about here. I know this, I'm sorry. I know this episode's <laughs> not about chaos cup, but we, we thought this was important to get out while I finally did my art piece because I've been dragging my butt. And uh, we've also been, like Steve said, it took us many, many days to recover. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into it. But my God, though, the, we didn't have a single good bed the whole trip. At least I didn't. I don't know about you and the queen oh, bed. Oh, oh, no. There was not it was, there was not one good bed to be had. It was horrible, so, but it was a ton of fun, and absolutely, we'll wrap that whole thing up next time. So, no worries there. I uh, want to thank Robert for coming on. Thank you for Robert for giving me a chance to draw a cover for this, and uh, I just appreciate it. And it, I, I really can't tell you enough. I want this Kickstarter to go through so I can say I did a, a piece of artwork on a book that, like, I don't deserve to be on because Tim Vigil's doing the inside art. <laughs> so, anyways, it's uh, quite an honor, and get over there and support us, and I guess we'll see you next week, and Steve, I'll let you finish it up and send us off. Okay, again, to check out that link, we will have it on Facebook. We will put it on the website, bothdown.com, and then once Scott does get the art finished and colored, we'll put it up there again with a link. So, if you see it, click it and do what you can. Uh, thanks again, and we will see you guys next time. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. What, what, what are you doing here? What do you want? There's nothing here. There's nothing to nothing add here. I mean... It's Bat Candy Comic. Just go to the website. Go to the Kickstarter. Support it. We'll have Chaos Cup next time. It's not going to be here. We're not going to have like a secret episode of Chaos Cup stuff. Just go. Now. Go. Go. Shoo. Off. Off. <laughs>